I'm Michael Cater. This is Publisher's Lunch for Tuesday, October 11th. In deal news, as usual, we sent a weekly report of 281 new deals to members from last week. And among the newest, latest deals, we have not one but two deals from New York Times bestselling author Colleen Hoover, selling more romance novels to Atria and more thrillers to Grand Central. In today's meal, the lead story, third quarter deals show continued strength. So far this year, we've seen a record first quarter in domestic dealmaking, followed by a correction in the second quarter, which was still the second best level in five years. And across both periods, there was some some weakness among the biggest deals, as well as a decline in total volume of deals from the big five measured on their own. Now, the third quarter of 2022 shows a mix of factors. Total deal volume rose again, up slightly by 1.5%, and close to the record level from 2020. Nonfiction deals rebounded after a sharp fall-off a year ago and a weak second quarter this year. Adult fiction, which continues to lead the market in consumer print book sales, had another strong quarter of deal activity, as children's sales weakened somewhat, their second straight quarterly decline. The biggest declines were in middle-grade sales and young adult nonfiction. Meanwhile, international deal volumes fell back to their usual, usual level, from 2019 and 2020 during the quarter after a burst in the same period a year ago. As usual, next week we'll share a separate report on deal-making in the six-week pre-Frankfurt window. In the post to Publishers Marketplace, we have charts that will show you more details on the U.S. deal volumes for the quarter. Among six-figure deals, the market remains strong by historic levels, just below the totals from the previous two years. Unlike the previous two quarters of this year, however, Both major and significant deals, together ATSB as we now call them, were lower, reflecting more modest investment at the highest levels, with strong numbers of good deals. There are some early signs that this might be picking up in the smaller pre-Frankfurt window, but we'll know more about that in a week. Again, at the Post to Publishers Marketplace, there's a chart of the various categories of six-figure deals from the quarter. Among the deal subcategories, we often pay close attention to debut fiction, particularly in the third quarter ahead of Frankfurt. While this category has been trending well, riding the general rebound in the adult fiction market, there had been some signs of softness in the second quarter. But debut sales were vigorous again in the most recent quarter, recording more sales than we've ever seen in this quarter. As for deal shares, after the antitrust trial, we're all focused more than ever on the deal activity of the Big Five in particular, and where that stands against the larger landscape. Here, for the third consecutive quarter, the Big Five recorded fewer deals than they did last year. Four of the five largest houses had fewer transactions, though Simon Schuster was nearly flat, and Hachette Book Group grew their deal count. Penguin Random House had the steepest decline for the quarter, 19% lower than a year ago, which is smaller than their drop-off in the second quarter, but still substantial. Among the notable shifts or increases in buying among the houses... HBG had more children's deals and a small gain in adult fiction. Additionally, HarperCollins, Macmillan, and Penguin Random House all bought more adult fiction in the quarter, with Harper increasing the most. As noted during the antitrust trial, the Big Five comprised most of our six-figure deal reports, as well as the smaller ATSB segment for significant deals and better. They accounted for 84% of all reported six-figure deals and 89% of ATSB, but those levels are lower than a year ago, with the big houses as a group reporting 6% fewer six-figure deals this quarter. 
New books publishing October 11th today. David Baldacci, Leonard Cohn, Nelson DeMille, Louise Gluck, and Lydia Malay lead this week's fiction releases, while nonfiction includes work from Michael Fanon and Temple Grandin. Also out this week are new books by Vanessa B. and E.M. Tran, available in our BuzzBooks 2022 Fall-Winter Sampler, and Anna Gomez and Christopher Palaha, excerpted in our BuzzBooks 2022 Romance Sampler. Click through to our lists at bookshop.org to see lists of 26 works of fiction and nine nonfiction titles releasing this week. In People News, at Atria, Amar Dale, Natalie Halleck, Mel- Melanie Iglesias-Perez, Lone Lee, and Caitlin Olson have all been promoted to senior editor. Sean DeLone has been promoted to associate editor. Jade Huey has been promoted to assistant editor. Over at Simon Schuster at the corporate level, Senior Vice President and Deputy General Counsel Jennifer Weidman left the company on September 30th, after 30 years on the legal team. General Counsel Veronica Jordan wrote, quote, From the advent of online bookselling to the growth of digital content and the new business models that it enabled, complex intellectual property issues and ongoing threats to the sanctity of copyright and consumer product safety, to name a few, Jennifer has provided wise counsel and been a fierce advocate for our authors and a guardian of our business interests enabling us to adapt and thrive in a rapidly changing publishing environment. At the same company, at Saga Press and Gallery, Amara Hoshijo has been promoted to senior editor. At Zondervan, Katya Kovrit has been promoted to vice president publisher for Zondervan at Academic. At Sounds True, Diana Ventimiglia has been promoted to executive editor. At Quiltree Books, Alyssa Mila has been promoted to senior editor. At Simon & Schuster Children's, Kate Proswimmer has been promoted to senior editor at Margaret K. McEldery Books. Nicole Fiorica has been promoted to editor at Margaret K. McEldery Books. Remy Moon has been promoted to marketing coordinator. At Bloomsbury, Andrew Nagoyan is joined as assistant rights manager. He was formerly assistant editor at Gallery Books. At the National Book Awards, author and television host Padma, Padma Lakshmi will host the awards ceremony on November 16th. Ruth Dickey, executive director of the National Book Foundation, said, quote, We're honored that Padma Lakshmi will bring her passion for books, storytellers, and human connection to this year's in-person benefit dinner. At the Sunday Times in London, jo- Johanna Thomas Corr will take over as literary editor of the London newspaper on January 2nd, filling the position that Andrew Holgate is departing in October after 23 years. Laura Hackett moves up to deputy literary editor. Barnes & Noble's Best Books of 2022. As usual, Barnes & Noble was the first to announce its Best Books of 2022 list, selecting 10 titles, seven of which are already published. Later in the season, they'll go through the exercise with suggesting their booksellers are voting on a, quote, book of the year. Their list includes Babel by R.F. Kuang, I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Eng, Prisoners of the Castle by Ben McIntyre, Skandar and the Unicorn Thief by A.F. Stedman, Song of the Cell by Siddhartha Mukherjee, The Light We Carry by Michelle Obama, The Rabbit Hutch by Tess Gunty, World of Curiosities by Louise Penny. Bailey Gifford Prize Shortlist. The shortlist for the Bailey Gifford Prize for Nonfiction was also announced. The nominees are Carolyn Elkins, Legacy of Violence, Jonathan Friedland, the Escape Artist, Sally Hayden, My Fourth Time, We Drowned, Anna Key, The Restless Republic, Polly Moreland, A Fortunate Woman, 
and Catherine Rundle, Super Infinite. In bookselling news, PRH's two-day holiday shipping returns. For the 11th year, Penguin Random House resumes their two-day holiday transit program on October 15th, running through January 31st, 2023. As introduced last year, the program includes a no-minimums requirement for independent bookstores. President U.S. Sales Jackie Updike says in the announcement, quote, In this time of ever-rising freight costs and ongoing shipping company challenges, we remain steadfastly committed to independent booksellers in the all-important final months of the year, end quote. That's the news for today. Thanks for listening.